Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze Interview, straight from the heart of quarantine. I'm Erin. That's Ann. What's up? That's Char. Hello. You can find us at our brand spanking new website, bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also sign up for our e-news right there. We won't spam you. We're just going to send you very important emails once a month. Very important. Because <laughs> you need to know what the hell we're doing in quarantine. Uh, you can also find us every Monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6.30. Boing. We have a really fun guest and his significant significant other on our podcast. Um, it's John Wildman, who we were introduced to last year in 2019 at Sundance. We were introduced to him uh, as part of the Festival Daily Buzz crew. And if you've listened to our Sundance coverage, um, he's the male voice, obviously. The very uh, professional of, male voice. The very radio radio yeah. voice. Of, Makes us sound more official. <laughs> right. Of Festival Daily Buzz. But um, we love John and we've been talking about having him on the show when we're not at Sundance and we thought quarantine was a perfect time. He's down in Texas uh, with his wife, who's fucking awesome. Uh, her name's Justina. And so we uh, caught up with them and uh, here's our check-in with John Wildman and his wife, Justina. So we're, uh, you know, basic bitching from quarantine yet again, uh, and we have uh, two very special guests on the show tonight. Um, we have our friend from Sundance, uh, John Wildman, uh, our, our uh, honorary bitch, I think. That's what yeah, we call Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his wife, Justina. Justina, do you go by Wildman as well? No, I go by Walford. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you that at the beginning, but it's good to clear it up now. Um, we're really excited to have you both on the show. And, you know, we, we know jo John different, probably very differently than you do, Justina, or maybe not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we've, we've partnered with John the last two years um, and the only two years we've gone to Sundance. But, um, you know, Shar was like, we should ask John to come on the show during the pandemic. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Let's have him on. So. John, uh, we haven't seen you since January, which feels like 25 years ago. Um, how, are you, how are you doing, and how's Justina doing, and how are all your animals doing down in Dallas? Well, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's strange to be um, on the farm so many consecutive days, because I'm used to traveling so much. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, yeah, so, and, and, and also for Justina and I to be together on the farm, so many consecutive days. Um, uh, that's that's really it's really kind of weird, but it's been awesome in that way because yeah, you know, six dogs, four cats, two chickens, and a grandma. <laughs> that's what we've got. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and so there there there's a lot of personalities in the house, a lot you know, a lot to take care of, uh, and and you know, and there's a little zen thing about it, um, mm -hmm. you know, and and the truth is is that I'm I'm still keeping very busy because all of my film festival clients are, you know, either doing virtual versions of their film festivals, um, or I'm having to help them uh, message out and, uh, and uh, strategize on what to do about their festivals going forward. Uh, and I also have films that I represent and I'm doing the same thing with them. So, so it's still pretty active, but it's active without like, um, like scary deadlines and timelines. Mm. Um, 
you know, yeah. that, that, that really doesn't exist so much, um, you know, right now, which, which I really appreciate. Justina? Yeah. I, uh, I get to work on the film festival more, um, now because my full-time job, I was furloughed. So now I am 24 seven here for beyond the pandemic. If we, if things keep as they are. So it's been interesting to like, yeah, John's travel all the time and I've always worked late hours and I'm an activist. So I'm constantly not home. So it is like mm-hmm. a huge shift. So we, uh, we planted a lot of plants and we <laughs> finished, uh, finally finished doing that podcast room. We have a podcast room. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Fancy. Yeah. It feels fancy. <laughs> well, well, I have to admit, like, obviously we were excited to interview you and get to know you, Justina, and to catch up with John, but I also secretly wanted to do this because I was hoping to get a sneak peek into the rooms of the house. I mean, we've heard so much about, <laughs> we've heard so much about this house. Can you walk us through the different types of uh, rooms that you have? For the- right now, uh, we are in the 60s, 70s room. So, <laughs> okay. you know, so behind us, you can see movie posters and, and pictures from... Uh, uh, films and music from the 60s and 70s. Um, and then next door to us, we're upstairs right now, next door to us is the Gore Room. Ooh. And, uh, and that, that features horror films and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to bring you something from the Gore Room. I'll be right back. Okay. Nice. Uh-oh. <laughs> if I, if Watch I, out, John. Watch if out. I a, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that phrase. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ah, um, and... Uh, the uh, the bathroom upstairs um, has art uh, film scenes that took place in bathrooms, um, hmm. and then downstairs we every room has a theme as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what is happening? That was that, uh, oh this, whoa. This was the uh, uh, um, spoiler alert. Uh, Kai, who is a character in the Ladies of the House, um, who now forever lives in our gore room. Um, his head and his feet. We have his feet in there too. Are they? Is there a bed? Is there a bed in there? Do you sneak it into the bed when there, guests there, come? <laughs> there, there, there is a bed in there, and no, he usually just goes over the bed, honestly. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. You guys are like the homemade version of the Madonna Inn. Have you ever heard? Yes. Of yes. California. This is like what your house seems like to me. I can't wait but, to visit. But better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With more pets, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm guessing your animals are pretty stoked that you're home all of the time. Yes. Most of yeah. the time. Yeah. They, they are about as attention suck as animals can possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are loving it. Um, so, you know, John, like I said, we haven't seen you since, so, well, we haven't seen you since January and, uh, the coronavirus was ge- gently making its way uh, into the world, into our worlds, I think. And we were just t- catching up on this, I think, last week or two weeks ago. And we were like, we were talking about it, but it wasn't, it wasn't obviously the deal that it is now. And so just, just wondering how it's been for you since you came back from Sundance and, and what, what this has looked like for you. Because I know you're on the go all the time. I, I've had this thought of how, how weird it would have been, like, you know, because I did Art House Convergence before Sundance, where right. all, all yes. the film festivals gather, and, and uh, you know, they're a member of the Film Festival Alliance, and what, what have you, and I thought, can you imagine 
if someone like me at that time said, you know what? None of you are going to have a film festival this year. You better get your shit together because this thing is going to happen. And they'd be looking at you and going like, okay, crazy town. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, calm, calm down. But that, that is what's happened. And, you know, I remember, um, you know, when it started, when, when um, the shutdowns and, uh, and everything started, like with one festival, they were like, going, well, we're going to postpone. They were set for May. They're going, we're postponed to August. And uh, we're going to make that move now. And you're going, well, all right. Yeah. Okay. If that's what you want to do. And then when everything like an avalanche started hitting right after South by Southwest, mm. they looked like the least paranoid of the lot because everybody at that then was all like, you know, going, well, you know, we're canceling, we're postponing, we're canceling, we're going to do virtual. And, and everybody all at the same time, it was just a big, uh, you know, a, a, a big avalanche. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's very strange. And, and now there are all these different virtual versions um, of film festivals. And, you know, and because of that, uh, you know, people are trying to figure out just how to do it. So, so filmmakers um, don't get frightened that their films are going to get pirated and, uh, and ripped. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, and, and like I just, I was just, I had a film that I'm representing two film festivals accepted it. And today I had to send out emails going, we're really appreciative of the fact you accepted us, but we need to have these things in place before we can accept. Wow. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's streaming. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, and, and for women, Texas, the women, Texas film festival, Justine and I are talking every day, every couple of days about, well, you know, what, what are the possibilities? What should we do? And, and what will even what would it even be possible to do? Um, yeah, because we're in August, so if you're optimistic, you're like, oh, everything will be fine. But most of us aren't that optimistic about everything being fine, and we don't have time to ramp up, so we aren't – all of our sponsors from past years are struggling right now. Right. Can't be like, hey, give us money or give us a free venue. Uh, we don't even know which theaters will reopen and when. So it really is – all about going like well really the most optimistic thing is that we get to be the tail end of the new norm the you know adjusting to a new normal and definitely online is going to be part of film festivals probably for years to come now yeah mm-hmm. and you know and and that's the thing is we you know, we talked about the fact that even in a perfect world theaters open um you know uh you know for reels um, you know, a couple months from now and you go, well, not everybody. In fact, most everybody is not going to have money to spend on going to films at a film festival. Uh, you know, and, and who's going to be all that eager, um, you know, you know, to, you know, to go and sit by side by side from people, you know, in a movie theater, we've all seen that scene from outbreak, right? Um, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, the dude sneezes or coughs in the theater and you see the little particles all over. Right. Um, but then again, then we also see a bunch of idiots flooding the beaches in Florida and, uh, you know, and, and, and all jammed together, you know, on, on, on courthouse steps protesting the fact that they can't go get a, a goddamn haircut. So, so then I go, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, you know, people just be happy to be out there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Georgia's opening next week, so yeah. maybe do you have a do you have a festival coming up there? And then maybe <laughs> you're like, quick, choose a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Well, we think about, so we think about these film festivals and people that have films out there that are trying to get them out there and get them picked up. But what about next year's round of film festivals? You know, all the films that were in production at the start of this and have now had to be halted and just the shape that's going to take to the art for next year for the, for the festivals that happened then. It's crazy to think about how different everything's going to turn out. Oh, no doubt. There'll there'll, there'll be uh, uh, a raft of living room dramas. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me, let me text us. You're making one, aren't you? <laughs> you? We already got a few quarantine submissions, like quarantine themed submissions that people must have like done with their phones and like sent them in. Yeah. Wow. Uh, God bless them, because I I'm sure like half of our submissions next year will be about being in lockdown. Because like mm-hmm. right, what you know, well, that's all we know until mm-hmm. you know next year. Yeah. Right, like like what Ann just said, are you guys filming one? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, now, now I have to tell you, this is funny. So, you know, when um, uh, I don't go out on supply runs that often, like every two and a half weeks. When I go out and I, and I got the mask and it's got like the big things on the side and, and all this stuff, right? And so I'm out shopping and, uh, um, you know, I, I turn the corner in an aisle and two teenage girls scream when they see me. Um, and, you know, and then I go up to like the checkout counter and, and the girl at the checkout counter asked me where I got the mask and how much it was because she was making a movie about the apocalypse and wanted to get a mask just like mine. Okay, of course. Of course you are. Oh my God. No, no, but maybe. Um, so I, I heard um, last week my fiance's uh, family lives in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we heard that uh, Texas is, or did today, open their parks. Is that, did that still happen? Their national parks or something? I think parks have stayed open. We, yeah. we only, they only get closed down if everyone swarms on it. And then they uh, go, oh, now we have to close it down. Okay. Really, so they just have yeah. patrolling going on. Yeah, yeah. There's not actually a whole lot of patrolling. Like you have to, like if you see a party, you can call it in. But the patrolling is really not that strict around here. And really, like I think churches are still considered an essential. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> so really, I'm not like I drove to uh, one of our dogs to the vet, and like at the vet, everything's very strict. Like I stayed in my car. Someone wearing a mask came out, changed the leash on my dog. Mm, so the wow. only thing that went into that vet's office was the dog. And then mm. everything else I did on the phone in the car. But as I was driving from the vet back to home, traffic was still pretty thick. People were still walking around. Like, I don't, I don't think that's actually what our orders are, but people don't seem to really yeah. care less than right now. I mean, you know, I mean, we're still a red state. We still have a Republican governor and, uh, you know, and people, you know, running that. And uh, in our county, we have a, um, a, a judge that runs the county. So that had, had, had been run conservatively in, in terms of people being allowed to go out and, uh, and doing the, uh, um, the stay-at-home uh, stuff. We're the strictest uh, county in Texas. Yeah, we're the strictest oh. county as far as that's Okay. Which um, county is that? Dallas County. Dallas county. Oh, it is Dallas County. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but, but the state government is, is embarrassing and, you know, and and I'm sure, you know, that they will want to reopen as quickly as possible too. Um, because the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the the Lieutenant governor, um, you know, 
literally went on the air what like uh, a, a month ago, basically saying, "Let the grandparents die. We need to, you know, we we want to make, yes. make some money." Yep. I remember that. Yes. Right. Yes. So you know, so so we, we so we kind of expect that, and you know, and and frankly, conversations I've had with uh, the heads of some of my film festivals that I work for, I've been saying we're going to have to police ourselves um, because if we're in uh, Republican-run states. Um, they're going to open up immediately, and, and and they're also going to be very lax as far as what they require. Um, and you know, and so therefore, the film festivals that do try to do something, and and in a physical in-person uh, stuff, um, I think for the most part, what we're going to see are like kind of glorified weekends, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 kind of scaled down, kind of greatest hits, uh, kind of programming. And, um, and I think also that they, um, uh, that, you know, that they'll, that they'll be the ones to, you know, do that every third seat kind of thing in the theater and being strict like that. Uh, I, I totally foresee that happening. And the other reason for that is that, um, which we don't think about unless you're part of the, of, of putting a film festival together or that volunteers are going to be hard to come by, you know, just staffing. Mm. You know, this is what, um, you know, Justine and I were talking about, again, Women Texas and saying, well, the first year it was pretty much the two of us and two other people that did damn near everything. And I said, that's kind of what we're going to be doing if we do an in-person thing here. Um, we can't guarantee that, you know, that people are going to want to come out, um, you know, and, and, and volunteer. Okay, but I have brutally honest confession. Okay. Yes. This is basic pitching. Go for it. So there's, um, we had a film festival here that was fully online last month. Dallas video bests alt fiction. And, uh, the director asked me to, to lead a Q and a for the filmmaker afterwards. So it was online and the Q and a was a zoom call and, uh, it went perfectly. And I got to wear my pajamas the whole time. Awesome. <laughs> and I kind of loved it. I did it all from the <laughs> bed. And I was yes. like, why do I work so hard to make this event happen? We could all just sit in our pajamas <laughs> for three days and watch movies and talk to filmmakers all over the world. I don't even have to fly them in. They can right. just come out and talk. This sounds like heaven. Why am I fighting? <laughs> That's my confession. Yeah, it, yeah. Go ahead, Angie. I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with my confession. <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> last week for the Ashland Film Festival, I did a thing on crisis PR um, for the film festival. And I literally did that TV anchor thing where I was dressed in a dress shirt and tie and sweatpants. Oh, yeah. Because they could only see her. Yeah. Ange, Ange does pants or no pants. So maybe you can guess what she's in. <laughs> I think she's frozen right now, which sucks. <laughs> I've actually uh, been working in my normal day job since we closed the museum since March 13th. And I have the same thing, Justina. I'm like, we had, so, we still have a lot of meetings, but we had so many meetings and they weren't that lax on working from home. And I'm like, but we can do it. <laughs> like it's not, it's not the end of the world and people will figure it out and they'll do their work and it works. It's fine. I'm so sorry. My oh, there she died. is. Died. It's crazy. Everyone's you froze. Were, you froze. Oh, or I froze. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. What I miss? 
<laughs> well, I was talking about your pants or no pants. Like, to oh, okay. <laughs> it could be. I knew that your Texas whatever story was going to lead to you not wearing pants. I was like, oh, this is like, oh, I did the whole thing like, with a tuxedo top and pants. <laughs> no, but I love that you were talking about this because we've, we've been saying, you know, we're normally busy people, maybe not as busy as the both of you. John, yeah. John we're busy, Wildman. you know, we, we do all these things and it seems like every day we have multiple things to do, but now it's kind of like you're rethinking how important certain things were you used to go to that you don't necessarily you're not necessarily missing um so as two busy people how are you are you coping with it or are you just like i need to get it out there i, I miss it i'm still really busy organizing things activism wise but really i i don't think i can ever go back to driving somewhere every day and sitting there and doing stuff it makes no sense anymore. It's so illogical. Mm -hmm. I have to congregate someplace else when you could be just as productive here, but relaxed and not spend an hour driving to wherever it is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here, here. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. I, mean, yeah. I think that's something that this, this situation has really screwed a lot of people as far as their insistence that things have to be done a certain way. Um, and that's yeah. one of them, mm. you know, no, you can't work from home. You have to have a presence in an office and you go, well, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> nope. This is mm -hmm. and, and what's, and what's also interesting is on the film festival front, particularly, you know, the film festivals that I've been a part of working for, working with the ones that have that office space and they have to pay for that office space. Those are the ones invariably that run into financial issues. Mm. Um, than the ones that 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 you know that, that work out of the house that work work, work you know remotely than the ones that 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 you know that, that work out of the house that work, work work you know remotely and then when they come time to actually do the festival then they will meet in like you know a, you know a communal space or what have you and and do that when they have to um, the ones that, that try to keep that infrastructure of an office you know it's just it's it's needless you know it, it just doesn't add anything to it. You know, and then you look at that bigger picture of the stuff, you go, oh, so we can't afford to have, um, you know, uh, uh, Medicare for all national health care. But you can find $760 trillion uh, to j just to throw at Wall Street. That's weird. Where did that money come from? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and things like that on a big picture. I, this is really, it's really, really going to, even after we, we find uh, not necessarily a vaccine for but, but a, a medical process to handle um, this particular uh, virus, um, things aren't going to go back in a lot of ways the way they were. They're just not. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope that's true. We should be able to call everyone's bluff at this point that, you know, everything from uh, equity, uh, economic equity, racial equity, all, uh, even just climate change like oh we can't like pollution is just going to be here forever like what can you do we all have to drive to work and we all have to pollute we all have to make trash and it's like no we don't because we're watching the globe like clean itself up while we sit here in our homes we're now all proven wrong that it's too immense of a problem it's not nothing has been too immense in a problem we we're just too selfish to look at it as a species so like 
how can, I mean, I, I really actually hope it never goes back to the way it was because I feel like too many of us had a realization that we don't have to go back to that. Yeah. Okay, John, we'll see you later. Let's talk to Justina more. <laughs> 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 Justina, yes, yes, yes. Those are, I mean, those are the things that have been coming out in the last few weeks, and and obviously every day, and and talking about the inequalities across the board, um, financially, um, racially. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you're an activist. I mean, where where do you go with all of this now um, energy? And where does it, you know, how do you handle it? I'm talking to so many activists who are like, we were volunteering here, doing something in the arts, doing something about climate change. One of my main issues here is that there is a thing called Shingle Mountain. It's like a 98,000 ton pile of abandoned asphalt shingles that's right next to people's houses. So like, and nobody seemed to really think it was a big deal, but it's like, that woman who lives by it and that family who lives by it, like these families are living right next to it and their lungs are damaged from it. And now they have to navigate a, a long, a, a virus that scrapes your lungs basically with their lungs already damaged. So it's like a pre-existing condition to right. live with this pollutant. And so all these things that we were, but like every actually I talked to is like, we all have like one big issue, but then 15 other issues that we've been helping other people with And we're like, oh my God, I never stopped. Like I never paused to prioritize or focus because like the moment, there's this great um, analogy a friend gives that's a, I guess an old sage advice of like when uh, there's a a village and and they live by a river and they see a baby go down the river and they pick up the baby and they take care of it. And then they see another baby go down the river and then suddenly hundreds of babies are coming down the river and they're spending their whole time in the village trying to save each baby as it comes down the river until finally someone says, I'm going to go upstream and find out why there's babies going down the river. And that is something I think about almost every day. Like I need to go upstream and find out what's making all the babies go down the river because I think I spent my whole life just picking up babies out of the river and not being effective and not being impactful and it leads you to spend like all day on Facebook or all day on Twitter, just responding to people because you just are overwhelmed by it. And now it's like, okay, it's time to spend this time, you know, at home, finding out how to focus all that energy and really streamline how I do things, I guess. Wow. I need to go sit and have a moment. (laughs) I'm like taking notes like, shit, you're right. Uh, Well, well, because I was going to ask like, okay, I love this activism spirit and that you've been active. How, how are you being active? Can you give us some examples, some organizations you want to give a shout out to? Like what can you do in your activism work right now from home? Um, We are actually, uh, Southern Sector Rising, which is a group that I'm with, and Downwinders at Risk, I'm on the, uh, the board of both of those, we are actually planning an Earth Day protest. Um, I get to do it all online, so I'm really excited about my part. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it pretty much just like using Earth Day to talk about the really solid uh, issues that are in our country and in our states that we are ignoring while we're 
and instead talk about recycling. We talk about composting. And it's like, but there's also this huge issue that's like right in your city. Like every city has it. Concrete batch plants or whatever polluting your city, polluting your water. Like every city has it. So it's a protest for that. So that's a shout out to those two. Um, gosh. Who else? What am I forgetting? Oh, I mean, like it's just, it's that in film festivals that I've pretty much been yeah. looking at and then all the film festivals and how they're navigating the new normal. Um, so in a way, you know, arts is the activism as well. And for me, it's been uh, working with Film Festival Alliance and I mean, they, they've literally had a, um, a, a group call every week for the past, I think, six weeks kind of deconstructing and dissecting um, the response to, uh, to uh, COVID-19 and what they're doing going forward um, and in, in a real granular way and breaking it down into each, each thing um, to, to approach it from. And uh, so, so working with them on that and then getting the word out that that's what they're doing and, you know, and, and, and putting out that information. Like, you know, like, for example, like, you know, Seed and Spark, um, put out a, um, uh, a basically a, a directive of um, things of how to proceed so filmmakers won't be penalized right now. Because normally, you know, a film festival, if you put a film online, would not accept it. Uh, it, it would invalidate it from that point. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and also looking at ways that, um, that, uh, uh, that they could benefit filmmakers. You know, this, this week, uh, EarthX Film, which is an environmental film festival in Dallas, uh, is doing their virtual film festival. And one of the things that they are doing is they're actually paying screening fees for films that don't routinely get that. Like if you have a distributor uh, with your film or you're from a studio, you have a bigger film, uh, more often than not, you're going to charge a film festival screening fee to play your movie. But if you're just um, Johnny Filmmaker who submitted through... Uh, you know, film freeway, um, you're not going to get that, um, you know, the, the, the screening fees routine. Well, EarthX is actually going to pay those out to help put money in the pockets of the filmmakers. Um, now, Oxford Film Festival, their innovation is they're going to do a weekly film fest from now to the end of the year because they usually have a lot of films, like hundreds of films. And so that way, each week, they can do a thematic approach and kind of um, you, know, di- you know, they can kind of do a limited offering because if we see a list of 200 films, uh, we're gonna, we may watch one or two, or we may just get overwhelmed and not watch any of them. Um, and so this way they, they can focus more on individual films. And what they're doing to benefit filmmakers is Oxford is actually sharing the revenue from the people that buy tickets to see those um, virtually. So, you know, again, which is rarely done when you go see a film at, at a film festival. Right. Um, you know, but, but, they're, but, but they're looking at this like, that's our resource. Filmmakers are the resource. And if they can't work, and as, as you guys said um, correctly, if they can't even make their movies right now, then what the fuck? We need, yeah. you know, they, they need to get help. So, yeah. that, so those are the things that, you know, that, that I've been working on. And John, really, really quickly, because we kind of touched on it um, when you're talking about, you know, when we go when we go back to normal life and have a film festival and that kind of stuff. Are you also talking through protocols, you know? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, before everything got shut down. Like what you're going to do at a film festival. Are you going to do six feet apart? Are you going to have gloves? Are, you know, I mean, that's a whole other job. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, seriously. And, 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 you know, and again, before it started and we thought, well, we're going to have a film festival, um, but we need to put these things in place. So everybody feels safe. And, yeah. and, and, um, and so um, Oxford, again, is another great example where they took the CDC regulations and then they took many leaps forward and said, well, they're not even recommending doing this, but we're going to do this as well. Right. And, and so, yeah, um, you know, you know, a couple of friends have been kidding me, like, you know, how am I going to do red carpets, you know, this, uh, this way? And I said, well, we'll literally have six feet of spacing between crews, between the people that are being interviewed by the crews um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and on the photos, same, same kind of situation. And I said, you know, maybe we'll do one photo with masks, one photo without masks. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do stuff like that. But the theaters, obviously, you'll have your spacing as far as that. You know. Yeah. And did you see the Variety article where, like, the theaters, like, AMC and Cinemark are pretty much saying, like, oh, yeah, in Georgia, we can reopen, but we can't because we have no idea who's liable. We have no idea, you know, if we get sued if someone got sick. Um, we don't know what protocols could be because CDC hasn't said exactly if this should go back to exactly what we had just before. So, like, there's just too many variables. Yeah, they need more time. <laughs> I mean, not not I, rushing. I, again, I've also, you know, only half-jokingly said I could even see, you know, at the door as you're coming in with your ticket that somebody has one of those, like, forehead, um, you know, thermometer things and goes, yeah, you're a little warm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about. Were we talking about that on Friday, you guys? Someone was talking about having to, yeah, take temperature. How everyone should be. Well, not everyone, but right now, all the workers that are still working, they should have tests before they enter. Because we were talking about how supermarkets now may be, you know, right. call, call ahead. You can't go inside anymore, and it's because we don't have the capacity to test people before they come into work, so they don't know, you know, so. Um, yeah, so that's why yeah. that we're clearly we're clearly not prepared. But I, to open. But I yeah, exactly. Um, so let's. Open. But we're going to do it anyways because we're let's America. Go to the beach. Yeah. To the beach. <laughs> Sorry, we're going on a tangent. Um, I just I want to comment on Justina's hair. It's really fucking awesome. So <laughs> I cut it this morning. It's because this is like what what quarantine. This is what what life events does to me. Like. Throughout my life, I have shaved my head. So, like, I saw G.I. Jane and I shaved my head. Like, I, like, just... <laughs> so, and I've always done it where the significant other has... It's a 50-50 chance whether the significant other is on board or not. Right. <laughs> uh, I was on board, but he didn't say no. So, I was like, all right. So, every morning for, like, the last week, he basically wakes up to, like, more hair in the trash can. <laughs> like, my hair was, like... You know, like, it was, it was already, like, a mohawk, but, like, it was, like, you know, shoulder length. And so, like, it just got shorter and shorter and shorter. And then this morning I had the clippers to zero to, you know, to one. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to do the whole thing. And then I was like, <sighs> <laughs> I don't want John to wake up to that yet. So Right. Yeah, that's for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I no guarantees for tomorrow. And, and, and meanwhile... My hair gets longer. Yeah, I like your look right now, John. It's very different from when we saw you in January. I know facial hair now. So, so yeah, so so you know, so she's she's going to eventually um, 
be uh, bald like Christmas Kambada from the original Star Trek movie, and I'll be like, right yeah i mean it's fine it works out you guys clearly like each other so it's totally fine (laughs) and we're stuck with each other so yeah i know i i was impressed you're still sitting very close to each other after all these weeks like whenever you see aaron's fiance for a minute she's like "Mm, okay that's enough (laughs) he comes in real hot that's all he comes in real i bet he's gonna do it right now he comes in real hot no, but I mean, have you guys learned new things about each other? I mean, you've been together for a long time, but never together for this long, for so long. Huh. No, I was so upfront that, that I don't think anything should surprise him. <laughs> like, our first date, I was like, okay, so I'm neurotic about this. I'm neurotic about this. Uh, I think when we met, I didn't really, I thought he was going to flake on our date, so I actually didn't dress up. So I was wearing, like, a t-shirt and sweats for our first date. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. 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 She might clean up nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, everything we do is public, publicly and, 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 and with each other, we, we, we really, um, you know, just overshare. So we know everything by this point. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that you didn't have an immediate answer when I asked the question, that was a good sign. <laughs> right. It's like the newlywed game, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, they paused. That was, that was good. It was healthy. So, so John, do you think we're going to have another Sundance? Or, I mean, what do you think? Well, you know, I, you know it, it's, today was the first day where I, I heard any kind of inclination that uh, Team Sundance is, you know, is thinking of things, as, as they say. Um, and, uh, you know, so now because of that, I was going, holy crap, maybe, you know, you know, maybe we'll come around to, to January and they'll, and they'll be going, well, this is what we're going to do. And it'll be markedly different. Yeah. And and then, you know, the, the team on this, on this, uh, zoom call will be going, holy crap. Now what are we going to do? Um, you know, it, it may, but that's the thing is, is that, I mean, that, that's, you know, we're really in uncharted territory with um, not a lot of ability to project ahead as yeah. a house. Like, I mean, I, I have film festivals, you know, right now that are scheduled for August, like one in Texas that we're like going, well, maybe we do this. Maybe we can, depending on what the state is and what have you. Like I, um, I'm doing the sidewalk film festival in, in Birmingham and they are adamant going, ah, no, we're doing this sucker. You know, I mean, they, you know, they're not wavering one one little bit. Um, hmm. uh, you know, and, and then I have, you know, other ones like 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 when Texas, where we're going, I don't know. I don't know if we can do this. And then, you know, and then I've got film festivals in September, in October and November, you know, that, that right now, you know, are, you know, are still scheduled uh, to happen. But in what format, you know, right. you know, that's that's one of the things coming out of this is that I've been telling you know, and, and I was kind of having the first conversations about this while we were together at, 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 at Sundance uh, in January. I'm like going, I don't think film festivals can keep going the way they're going on some of them. Like, like a long festival, like eight days or 11 days. I just don't see that happening going forward. It's taxing, too. It's, it's just a lot. Well, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's like, you know, for an audience to sustain that. It's yeah. People coming back. You know, um, you know, Seattle. Seattle took a this year. That's a month-long festival. 
I don't know what. what I don't know what they do going forward. Um, you know, I, you know, I, you know, Heartland, you know, is is an eleven day festival. I don't. I just don't see them being able to pull that off. Um, you know, I think even in the best case scenario, even when we're all able to go into a theater and and take deep breaths and not worry about it, and you know, and sit next to people and what have you. I think basically you look, look, go look at four or five day film festivals tops, you know, other, other than your markets, like a can, like a Sundance, like a South by, like a Toronto. Um, that's kind of what I, what I'm seeing. And that's the best case scenario. That's not yeah. even what we're looking at right now. Well, on Sundance, I mean, that's our only like huge festival that we've been to, but that already feels like everyone's on top of each other. So I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to manage that because that's a small town. <laughs> it's like wow. one block, one long block. Exactly. Exactly. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just so happy that we're having this conversation right now because we've talked about how hopefully during this pandemic, another thing that comes of it is people understand the importance of art and have a different appreciation for art, specifically independent art, uh, whether it be filmmaking or, or whatever, because we have frontline workers and essential workers at the grocery stores, and we have so much appreciation <clears throat> for them. But without artists, how would we be keeping sane right now? Whether it's a screen or a book or a, a, a painting, you know, like, I'm just hoping that that art is looked at differently and appreciated in the way it should be. Well, I think, I think just like what you guys are saying uh, early on, I think, you know, we're going to be at a premium of you know, of, of, of what we have available for films um, when we come to 2021, other than the films that we're going to be debuting this year um, at the Tribeca's, at the South by Southwest, um, you know, and, and that are going to be held over uh, to 2021. So I think, oh, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think we are going to be very appreciative of, you know, of, of, of the films. I think we are going to be very appreciative um, of the people on stage um, you know, be it Broadway or, you know, or what have you. Um, because yeah, you know, by, by, if, if this thing continues to roll out like it, like, like it, it has been, and, and we don't really get things, um, up and running in, uh, in any kind of free sense, um, before the end of the year, well then, you know, then, then we are going to be very desperate for something shiny and something new. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we'll all be like a uh, Tony uh, Phil uh, coming up. <laughs> it is Groundhog Day. Wait, bef- before we, we kind of wrap up here, what films have you guys been watching, if any? Or have you, like, revived old ones? Oh, Uh-oh. We're in the middle of All the President's Men because I actually haven't seen it. Hmm. Which one? All the President's Men? All the President's Men. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, at, 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 a, at a certain point, pretty early on, uh, I realized with no gym membership that there was um, um, that I was growing in ways that I didn't really want to grow. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I've been doing like a lot of life cycle time, and so to keep myself entertained, I'll watch a movie every night while the first like while I'm doing like an hour on the life cycle. So I just finished all the Daniel Craig. James Bond movies. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and, and, and I, I think I'm about to start on, um, I've had some, some other, uh, like another series, um, to, you know, to, to just like remind myself of the, those films. What was our first quarantine film? Was it The Hunt? Oh yeah. Yeah. We watched the, the, the when, when the, when movie theaters like did the early release online, uh, we did mm-hmm. The Hunt. 
I did Invisible Man. Because um, here's what's tragic, is the last movie I saw in the theater was Cats. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm sorry. You ended with a bang. <laughs> I really can't wait to, like, that. You need to cleanse your palate. Yes. <laughs> my palate. And, and so we've been watching a lot of movies bare, any, of any kind just to, like, yeah. For yep. me to just forget what yep, I did yep, yep, out yep. there. <laughs> it's like you need to repaint the house. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, man. Well, it's been so nice seeing you, John, and meeting you, Justina. Yes, finally. We, yeah. You're, you're real. <laughs> and he talks about you all the time, and you sound amazing. I mean, he, he just talks about you all the time. So I'm so yeah. happy to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I totally missed you guys. Uh, you, I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's one of the things, again, one of the things that, that, that sucks with me not being able to travel is that, you know, I, you know, I, know. I, I, can't, I can't possibly make it over closer to, to y'all that, uh, you know, to see you guys. Yeah, I know. One day, one day we'll work together yeah, we with you on another. Yeah. Yeah. Every time we end the Sundance, we're always saying, oh, well, we need to make sure that we're going to see each other more this year. And then all of a sudden this happens. And, like, and then a pandemic <laughs> happens. <laughs> we have to see each other virtually. Yeah. Yeah. True. Aw. Well, thanks for spending time with us tonight. Thank you. It was great to see you. I miss all three of you madly. And so. I- and I love your shirt, John. Yeah. Well done. Well done. <laughs> all right. Let's catch up again soon, please. In a different room. I want to see a different room. <laughs> yes. Different room. <laughs> Every time. Okay. so thanks again for listening that was our interview with our good friend mr john wildman and his badass wife justina who is now our best friend i think yeah she's the other honorary bitch but thank you so much for listening don't forget to check out our brand thinking new website at bitchtalkpodcast.com you can also find us monday morning at bff.fm from 6 to 6 30 we are powered by go to productions bitch please <laughs>